I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A dream is made real. Ricky Howard rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia. He's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh. Welcome to the big fight preview for Javonta Davis and Ryan Garcia. This is the BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean, and I'm joined, as always, by Johnston for a mega fight. One of the mega fights of 2023. Surely it's going to be a spectacle indeed. Javonta Davis, Ryan Garcia, two undefeated fighters that have been going back and forth for many, many years across social media. Many, many people have got their eyes on this fight this weekend and I'm very excited to be talking about it. But it isn't the only big fight this weekend. We have also got Joe Cordina in Wales. He is attempting to regain his IBF championship, which he never actually lost in the ring. And he's facing the dangerous puncher in Rakimov. And I say Rakimov because I can never pronounce his first name. So we'll call him Rakimov for the sake of this episode. But... This is a great weekend for boxing and it's one of these weekends that gets us really excited. It makes us fall back in love with the sport over a couple of week period where there's been some absolute garbage that has gone on with different things happening. It's weekends like this that we get excited for. It's weekends why, like this that we love this sport and why we enjoy this sport so much. So I'm going to hand this over to you now, Johnston, and let's talk about Javonta Davis, Ryan Garcia how excited are you for this one? Massively. Absolutely love this. This is what this is what we love the sport. And this is why we love the sport. Because we get big mega fights like this. Because this is a mega fight. And what I like even more about it, there's not even a title on the line. I'm, I'm sure they'll probably develop a title and someone will have a belt at the end of the at the end of the fight. They just magically appear, didn't they? But no title on the line, but two leading contenders in, in the lightweight, super lightweight division. And um two guys with different styles. Big personalities, huge followings, undefeated, 
the difference in styles. It's got everything. You know, you've got two guys that are both young. They've got a both got bright futures. It's just what this is. What it's all about, Sean, isn't it? This is why we love the sport to see guys like this fighting against each other. So yeah, I'm massively pumped up for it. Can't wait for it. Excited about it. Can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about this and break this fight down because it's going to be uh, a really difficult fight to break down because you just don't know what to expect between these two. None of them have tasted defeat. Both of them have, have kind of been wrote off many times in certain fights and then have just overcome whatever adversity it is that they've had in front of them, whether it be on a personal level, whether it be on a professional level. They've overcome that adversity and, and they're both coming at it and they're both expecting to win this fight. And it's exciting when you've got two genuine, legit guys that are superstars like this. This is what gets us excited because you get you get to see boxing at its highest level, at its best, hopefully at its best with this fight. And, and we get to enjoy the fight week antics. We're recording this on Monday. So this is before all the antics actually happen. So once you've listened to this episode or you, you're listening to this episode and things have happened and we've missed them, I can only apologise. Maybe we'll tweet about them and, and, and add them in social media. But we can't wait. We really can't wait for this fight. Javonta Davis, Ryan Garcia, both have moved up to this super lightweight division. Both are looking for a huge opportunity to stamp their authority in this particular division but they've got some great fighters in this division which i think are going to make for such a fight indeed i'm i'm, I'm genuinely excited for it i really am i'm 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 sort of mumbling on a little bit because I'm, i am genuinely excited but i've looked at both of these fighters careers i've watched both of these fighters careers for some time now and i think it's it's about bloody time we got this fight, and it's about time we got to see these fighters at, at this level. And I'm just looking at like the resumes of, of both of these fighters, and they've both stepped up when they've needed to. I mean, I think Davis has got the more comprehensive resume. When you look at the names he's got and the names he's beaten in his career so far, you'd certainly edge Javonta Davis in experience here against Ryan Garcia. Because Ryan Garcia is a fighter we've been saying needs to step up for a couple of years. There are a couple of mutual opponents that they've both fought. But, ultimately, it's Garcia that I believe is probably under more pressure. And he's the one that's got more of the celebrity status. He's the one that's more of a media personality. But then you've got Javonta Davis, who, who's just, at times, looks like he's an accident waiting to happen outside of the ring. So you, you've just got two contrasting personalities here that are going to clash in the ring. But this is about the sport and about boxing. What have you seen from both of these guys which impresses you going into this fight? Well, the one thing I would like to say is that for the first time in a very long time, I've actually watched the All Access stuff with these two because I'm genuinely excited about it, which is, I never, you know, you think the old, uh, <coughs> excuse me, what was it, the old 24, was it the 24-7 series I used to have um, back in the day? Um, I used to love watching all those. So, yeah, watching All Access, I've, I've never done, done it for so long, I'll be honest with you guys. I, I don't tend to do that. I tend to like watching some of their old fights and, and sort of just trying to figure out a way of how this guy can beat that guy kind of thing. And and there's 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 great elements for each fighter. There really is. I mean, Garcia, for me, his hands ridiculously fast. He's got fast hands. He's got power. And he's a big guy. He's going to be bigger than Davis. He's taller than Davis. He's an imposing figure for this division. And then you've got 
Davis, though, on the other hand, who's the more compact and just ferocious when he wants to be, when he when he explosive fighters, which is the word we use a lot when we think about Javante Davis. So just just having these two in the share the ring together, the the animosity between each other, they clearly there's something there because of their following outside of the ring. Garcia, as you say, definitely more of the media type guy, but you know he's backed it up. Um, his best victory for me was the Luke Campbell victory. And um, he come through that and he's had that time out of the ring where we had some sort of mental health issues, etc. what he said. And and he's come back. He's been pretty active. He was a pretty active last year. Same as Davis as well. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it poises for a great fight. The, the, the styles in particular. Um, I mean, we'll go into how we believe each fighter are going to win this fight. But just in general, you know, I think Davis's win over Leo Santa Cruz is his biggest win. And I love the way he was able to seize an opportunity, which is something that he does very often. What I like to see about him, the way he can, he sort of watches to see how, what, what fighter does. And then he, he exploits their weaknesses from what he's discovered in the ring. He's got that IQ level that I don't think Garcia's got, but Garcia's got the the, the speed and, and he's a big puncher as well. So he's got to be careful, Davis, in the early exchanges. So, yeah, look, the whole thing is very intriguing. It's a fight I think we mentioned, didn't we, Sean, on our, our fight, our wish list, the fight we definitely wanted to see. And I'm glad we got it. And I, and I do love the fact there's no title on the line. I think that is an, an added part to it because it's not just about the title. It's about trying to get the better of the other guy. And that's what it's all about. And that's what we love to see. That's the intrigue there in itself. Yeah, because both of them are moving up from lightweight to fighting the super lightweight division as well. And I think that makes exactly. a difference. And then that's why there's no title on the line, because of that fact. Obviously, you've now got Josh Taylor fighting Teofimo Lopez, defending the one title he has got left. The rest of them have been fragmented as a result. So really, the winner of this will automatically probably get a shot at, at least one of those other titles. And it's a great opportunity for both of them to stamp their authority on this division. In terms of how this fight goes down, it really could be one of two ways. The the, the, the two ways in my mind is like, Davis uses that IQ, he uses that ferocity, he closes the distance, he gets under the jab of Ryan Garcia, and he works his way onto the inside, and he traps Garcia on the ropes, and he bullies him. He bullies him around the ring. That That's the only thing I can think that Davis could do to, to beat someone like a Ryan Garcia who's got the natural physical advantages over him, who's got them fast hands, who's got that bigger reach, who's got that bigger stature. And what do you do with a guy like that? Well, you try and get on the chest and bully him. You try and push him against the ropes. You try and cut the ring off. You try and stop them from using that distance to, to control the pace of the fight. And that's what Davis has to do in this fight. Whereas Garcia has to do exactly what I've just said there. He's just like, he's got to control the pace and the distance of it. And he's got to be able to pick his shots without getting hit he's got to stay out of range of Davis and not let him bully him he's got to use a lot of lateral movement and footwork around the ring it is an interesting fight it really is like the boxer versus the puncher and I'm not discrediting the fact that Davis is a boxer as well I do think he, he he's more he's very compact at what he does and you said it before he's very compact likes to get on the inside likes to bully the opponents and I think that's what he's going to try and do here against Ryan Garcia he's going to try and get him in hot water he's going to try and get him in a place he doesn't want to be in and that's where I think we'll see the best of the fight because you can I can just envisage it now you can see Davis trying to trap him on the ropes Garcia's fighting on the counter fighting he's back off the ropes like a, a Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler that, that's the type of fight I'm kind of hoping for Sugar Ray Leonard Marvin Hagler 1987 the absolute fantastic fight where you had Sugar Ray 
against the ropes. I think Sugar Ray's the Garcia in this fight. I think he's the one that's going to be back against the ropes, throwing them combinations, trying to get out, luring Davis in, whereas Davis is going to be like the Hagler. He's going to come forward with ferocity. He's going to use that educated pressure. He's going to try and get on the inside, bully Garcia around the ring. You can probably hear the passion in the voice as I'm saying it. I do think it's that type of fight, and I do think it would, would really be that close between one another and do I see a knockout in this fight I could see a knockout in this fight but I don't know I genuinely don't know for this I can't even put my finger on how this this is going to go down because if I do the likelihood is I'll probably be wrong and and that's the <laughs> it thing could, it could go either way, exactly the exactly so I don't want to sit here and say well Gassi is definitely going to win by technical knockout in round nine. What I'm going to say is the fight will go one of two ways. Like I said, Davis will bully Garcia, ultimately stop him late, or Garcia will be able to keep Davis at bay and beat him on points. That is what I see happening. One of them two outcomes. I'm not committing to one because I know I'll probably be wrong, but I think one of them two outcomes is is more how I see this fight going down in my mind. But it's certainly, it's got all the makings of a modern day Hagler and Leonard. It has. I mean, you say Hagler, and another one is Hagler Duran as well. That's that type of thing. Is it's, it's definitely got that about it. It genuinely has. And you know, Garcia twenty four, Davis twenty eight, and you know, a lot of people have tipped these guys to be the future of boxing, in a way, the face of boxing. And and I mean, the way I look at Davis, the one thing I do like about him is that he is very patient, and he will wait and seize his opportunity. He don't waste shots either. He doesn't throw them too many times and tire himself out. And he's got that ability, like with, uh, you know, when I think of some of the footballers, like the Chavis and the Iniestas, when they used to play for Barcelona, they paint this beautiful picture on the pitch. They know where they're going to pay the pass. And it's the same sort of thing with, like, when you mention, like, Hagler and Hearns, for instance, the way they are able to seize opportunities when they arise very quickly. Because you're talking about it's a split second of a moment where someone could just have their chin slightly higher. And as they come in to, to, to throw a jab, and then that's when they will land and exploit that moment and that, that precise moment at the time. Canelo, probably the best at doing it. We've seen this this generation where he's able to seize opportunities and weren't able to do it against Bivol. But, you know, particularly in the lower weights, he was able to do that. And I can see Davis, that type of fighter as well, where and he's very explosive when he goes, like Canelo. And the one thing I will say with Garcia is he comes back and forward very well. Like, but But the trouble is he doesn't, spin he doesn't look to go left or right something we pointed out with Joe Joyce didn't want to step to his left and just keep getting whacked in the face you know the footwork from Davis is better than Garcia's but Garcia's got the speed so therefore do you go for speed or power yet Garcia because of the speed has got the power also I could see Garcia hurting and putting Davis down early in this fight I could see it happening but Davis will be patient and then I I feel that Davis will eventually find his moment because he's got that ability, Sean. I, I think they've both got fantastic ability and they've both got attributes that could beat each other. I just feel that with Davis, as long as he doesn't allow Garcia to take the fight beyond him where he's having to chase it and throw wasteful shots, I think he just got to seize his opportunities. And I think they come. They do. Garcia does have his chin quite high. And Davis has got that ability to seize the moment. And he's a, he's a southpaw fighter. I know Garcia's fought a few. He got caught against a, a southpaw fighter in Luke Campbell. He got back up and showed that he can do that. But Davis nails him with one of the shots that Luke Campbell did. 
I think Garcia will be in a world of bother and trouble. I think Garcia takes the early exchanges. I think he gets a bit overconfident, a bit complacent. Davis navigates that ring, works out the moments, and then he lands something. Garcia potentially gets back up. I think he does just through the fact that he's in media. He he can't just fold and buckle. So he probably get up too quickly even just to show that I'm not hurt, but be hurt. And then Davis will get rid of him. I, that's my opinion. I'm going to throw it out there. Davis to stop Garcia late. Um, eight to 12. Any, 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 anywhere between those. I could even be a 12th round knockout. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Literally, it's going to be very close. But Garcia does have the ability to take this the distance and win this on points. I just think Davis will eventually get there. And I think he's got the power to get rid of him. It's a great fight. Really excited for it. Really excited to see what happens during fight week as well, of course. And we'll try and put as much out on social media about the fight week as possible. Any thoughts, feelings and opinions in addition to this episode that we do have. But as I said at the top of the show, it isn't the only big fight happening this weekend. Joe Cordina attempting to regain the IBF championship, which he did didn't even lose in the ring it's a fight that i'm genuinely looking forward to as well not as much as obviously davis versus garcia but it's a fight i'm looking forward to because again we've got a puncher versus a boxer in this one because you we've got a guy here who, who basically has got all the attributes to make life so much easier for himself and he does the majority of the time but then you've got rakimov in the opposite corner, who we saw in his last bout where he won the IBF title, the vacant version, of course, against Zelfa Barrett in his last fight. And Zelfa Barrett, I think, was beating Rakimov during that fight before Rakimov caught Zelfa Barrett and Zelfa Barrett seemingly, some sort of injury seemed to have occurred and he, he just went. That was it. He was gone. He went down twice in the knife and that was it. It was over. It was done. And it was a shame because Barrett was winning that fight in my eyes. He'd put on a career best performance at this point and had been critical of him really throughout his career for not taking the, the really big fights and, and arguably losing to Kiko Martinez. So yeah, I'd give him a lot of credit for that. And then you've got Rakimov, who, who was a great finisher, who jumped on top of Barrett, made sure that fight was done, picked up the IBF title. Now he's coming to Wales to fight Joe Cordina in, in another fight against another boxer. But I think the difference here is that you've got an Olympic-level boxer in Joe Cordina who has made every single fight just look so easy for himself. When he won that fight in 2022 to win the IBF title against Kenichi Ogawa, 
he stopped him in the second round in emphatic fashion. Not something you would have expected out of Joe Cardina, but he did do that. He's had some tough fights throughout his career. Earlier on against Sean Dodd and Andy Townend and Gavin Gwynn. You know, these were tough fights that, that stepped him up, that got him ready to move on. And then when he got the, the big victory over Ogawa and got the title, you're thinking, yeah, this is where he moves on now. This is where he gets these big fights. And then, obviously, because of the hand injury that he sustained, and because it wasn't declared, the IBF then said, actually, because it wasn't declared, we've now going to have to strip you of this title and make it vacant. And that's what happened. So now he's going back in for that title against Rakimov, who is a dangerous opponent, much like Ogawa was. He was a puncher. How do we see this going down, Johnston? Do we see another performance from Joe Cardina which lights up the skies or do we see a really difficult night for him? Yeah, with these these boxing organisations, they do make you laugh. Eh? It depends with your face fits. Uh, um, sometimes they allow these fighters to retain titles and without fighting and then others, they just get stripped. So Cardina, for me, I think that was a bit disrespectful to him. I think he should have, he should be the champion and not Rakimov. But look, Rakimov, as you mentioned, um, got... <laughs> He got the job done against Elfa Barrett, let's just say that. Because, as you say, Barrett had a great start, and I felt that we both felt that Barrett really did uh, push the boundaries on Rakimov. But then, in the end, he lost the fight because Rakimov came through strong. He's a, he's a funny one, though, isn't he? You don't know whether you, what you're going to get with him. You, is he going to come out quick? Is he going to come out sort of later on in the fight? Um, Cordina, for me, he just needs, as you say, can make it so easy for himself, can't he? Sean? He's got that ability. He's got a great boxing ability. He can keep the range pretty much all fight. He's got good footwork, decent footwork. He can, he, he's got a nice jab. He can keep Rakimov off of him pretty much for majority of the fight. And he's also got power now, as we see against Ogawa uh, Kenichi, who was a stunning knockout, one of the knockouts of the year, if not the knockout of the year. So yeah, I think with the home crowd behind him, I think he's got he's got that in his favour. But it, again, it's, it's it's one of those fights where you don't know what you're going to get with Rakimov, and uh, you don't know whether you're going to get the power or you're going to see the boxer from Caldina. Um, I mean, uh, I'm going to I'll throw it out there now from the from the fact that it's in Cardiff, the fact that he's going to have the crowd behind him, the fact that he can make this easy for himself, I think he will. I think there's a bit of needle between these two as well. So Rakimov, I think, is going to be really up for it. He's going to put himself... He'll have moments in this fight where he's going to cause Cordina some trouble. But I do feel that Cordina eventually is going to walk away with this. I do. I think he might even catch him. Uh, he may even get caught a couple of times. But it's going to be... It's going to be one of them fights where we're watching it and we're sort of like, yeah, Cordina's in control of this. But you still wonder something's going to happen. It's definitely one for the boxing purists. So it's not. It's not going to be a spectacular fight. I don't think it's going to be a great fight. I think it's going to be very technical. And for those that are not that want to see action-packed fights, um, I don't think this is going to be one for you. I think it's more of a very technical battle. But uh, it's a technical battle that I feel Caldini will come away with on points. I agree with that assessment of the fight because that's how I, I think this could play out. I'm not automatically saying Joe Cardino is the best out there at the moment. What I'm saying is I think Joe Cardino is certainly well within his rights to say he's one of the best in the super featherweight yes. division. And to be able to prove that, he needs to beat 
all of these guys around him. Now, Rakimov's got the IBF title. Rakimov is a dangerous puncher. He's a good finisher. Joe Cardine is a fantastic boxer who can make these fights look relatively easy for him. Depending on what emotion and what professionalism goes into this fight from Rakimov's side, if he gets too over-emotional, he could leave himself open. And Joe Cardina could make this an easy night's work for himself. Or Rakimov could get on his chest and not allow Cardina to but get, get anything off, really. He could get... In the space of Cordina, where Cordina can't get any range to throw any of them shots, Cordina might end up having to work really hard on the inside in this fight, but then it might excel Cordina to a level which we haven't seen yet from him. And this is what's exciting about guys like this. This is a fight where it's a it's a it's a make it or break it in the sense that we know he's already been a world champion. He's quality. He's a great. He's, he's going to be a future, you know, multiple world champion in my eyes. But this is the fight where he's got to show everybody why he won that title in the first place and that the win against Ogawa wasn't just a lucky punch and that actually he's got the ability to break down fighters of different styles and show the world that he is the best in this division. He wins this fight for me and I think he takes it the distance. I think he controls it. He controls the pace. He controls the distance of the fight and all being well with his hand that he's able to to hurt Rakimov. He's able to use that speed and that that quality punch picking that he has to be able to hurt Rakimov throughout the course of it and, and deter him from coming forward. I do see a Cordina win. I do. I genuinely see Cordina getting a good win here and, and celebrating it in, in his home country and then being able to move on in the super featherweight division for more lucrative fights because there are some more lucrative fights in this division. Of course there are. Zelfa Barrett's going to want his shot. Zelfa's on the undercard. He's returning to the the ring he's going to want a shot at the IBF title and you've got some really good fighters in this division you've got Oscar Valdez Emmanuel Navarrete Oshik Foster who won the title it was a bit of a upset as we've seen for Oshik Foster who won the title Boxrec have now put Oshik Foster at the top of this division <laughs> I mean I don't really I don't really take their their rankings with a pinch of salt but Oshik Foster beat Ray Vargas when Ray Vargas came up in February, from the featherweight division to challenge for the vacant WBC title. So, I think Joe Cordina could clean this division up. I really do. And I think it would be really fun to watch him do it. But he's got to be very switched on and he's got to make sure that he doesn't get caught cold in this fight against Rakimov. I'm pretty sure he does. I'm pretty sure he wins it. I think he wins it over the distance as well. It's an exciting fight. It's not going to be... I know you're saying it's not an exciting fight. It's exciting in the sense that I think we're going to get to see some sheer quality moments, and that, that's what excites exactly. me about it. Exactly, that's what you you know you want to be able to see champions. I mean, two of the best guys in the division. You know, they should be fighting for a world title. Rakimov and Cordena probably should have fought, or they should have fought a little bit earlier. But you know, they're they're fighting now, and uh, and it is intriguing. I mean, Rakimov is he going to be? He's either going to press it early, and he's going to cause Cordena some trouble in the early exchanges, and then dwindle towards the end or he's going to come on strong at the end there's going to be a moment in there where Cordina is going to have to find some reserves and you made a great point about the hand situation hopefully no problems with the hands and he doesn't end up breaking his hand at some point because you know if you're if you're um Rakimov you're going to want to put the pressure on him and make him have to throw a lot of shots and if that is the case you know chances are he breaks his hand and then all of a sudden you know whether he can continue that could be an issue that could stop the fight ironically um but yeah that that is all it's about i don't think reckon going to be a guy that's going to put the pressure on for 12 rounds it's not going to happen it's going to be in a spell in the fight and it's about whether Caldina is able 
to to keep him off and as as you rightly said get him off his chest use his footwork use his distance and effectively hurt him enough to stop him from keep coming forward that's what makes it intriguing there's going to be that moment in the fight that's going to happen so you're not going to be able to take your eyes off of it but there's going to be moments in that fight and i think probably large chunks of it where you're going to see Caldina in control of it and maybe you know the one thing you will say is don't get too relaxed be switched on as you said sean because if he switches off ratmadov has that ability to change the fight and turn it in his favour. I don't think it's going to happen. I think there may be a moment in there, but I think Cordina holds on or takes it on points in front of his home crowd. Going to be an interesting one to watch. And there are some other great fights happening on this particular card that I'm looking forward to watching. It isn't actually a bad card. It's actually relatively good <laughs> and i say that because i like to see good fights good good matched fights and fights that you, you know you genuinely can sit there and go oh this looks like it's going to be really good and you can you can tell by the level of matchmaking so the ones that i would say to everybody are going to be worth watching on this particular card is gavin quinn craig woodruff in a rematch from their majority draw that they had for the british lightweight title gavin Gwynn defending that title once more against craig woodruff that's going to be a really good fight i'm looking forward to seeing that one again as i said zelfa barrett's also on this card against jason sanchez jordan thompson and luke watkins i think is a brilliant fight in the cruiserweight division the ibf european cruiserweight title is on the line here yes it is a rankings title for the ibf but We've got Jordan Thompson, who I've said needs a big fight, and I've been saying it for the past couple of years, and I think Luke Watkins is a really good opponent for him. Luke Watkins is an opponent who, in the cruiserweight division, has only lost to Lawrence Okolai and Isaac Chamberlain. Albeit, I think he had a little bit of inactivity across the course of the, the COVID years, as we like to call them, between 2020 up to 2021, but he's been active, and his last fight was in July last year. He got a TKO victory against an undefeated Ian Martell, for the English cruiserweight title so this is a legit fight really for these two guys and I think it's a good opportunity for for both of them to move their careers forward so I'm I'm looking forward to this I think this is going to be a one to watch on the card you've got a world title contender fight or should I say world title fight which is Sandy Ryan versus Marie Pierre Houlet which is the WBO world weight welterweight title that is the same WBO world welterweight title that has been vacated by Jessica McCaskill which was a surprise to see to be honest with you I wasn't sure why uh, McCaskill has vacated the title I haven't looked any further into that I just spotted that it was for this title and then that McCaskill had vacated. So, Sandy Ryan's got the opportunity to become a world champion on this card, which I think is another brilliant opportunity and a brilliant moment for, for boxing. So, I'm looking forward to, to seeing her in this fight. She is going up against an undefeated fighter in the division. So, I don't know if it's going to be all swings and roundabouts for her in this fight. I'm looking forward to seeing if she can do it. So that's definitely one to tune in. And then you've got your prospects on the card. You've got Sky Nicholson, who's looking to move to 7-0. It won't be long before Sky is looking for a world title shot as well. Then you've got Sammy Lee, Brandon Scott, Miles Gordon, Darby and Nathan Howells all on this particular card. Overall, I'd say on paper, this is probably a solid 7 out of 10 card with the couple of these fights that have been matched pretty well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the card, Johnston. Yeah, I agree. I, I like the Woodruff and Gwyn fight. That was a it was a good fight there, first one. And Woodruff really surprised many people with his performance that night. And it'd be nice to see whether he can reproduce the goods again because uh, he really did cause Gwyn some problems. And it, a draw 
were favoured win, really. I think we we felt Woodruff probably deserved to nick that. But um, yeah, I'm glad they they've got their rematch. Definitely one to keep an eye out for. If you didn't see the first, watch that again. I'd advise. And then you got the the, the Thompson Watkins. I think again, that's another good fight on the card in the cruiserweight division. Cruiserweight division tends to be one of our favourites because of the amount of British fighters that are in and around the cruiserweights. Uh, we've got many in there. And, and as you say, Watkins losing only out to Chamberlain and Nicoli, but a good step up for Jordan Thompson to see whether he can produce the goods. This is this is the, this is his opportunity to 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 win. If he wins this, he can make that step up because Luke has got the ability to to take a to, to take this win. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I think it's not easy for Jordan. So uh, very intriguing fight. I do think Jordan may come through it, but yeah. Definitely two fights to watch out for. And then Barrett, obviously, wanting to get his shot. But, yeah, Gwyn Woodruff, uh, Thompson-Watkins are definitely the two. And, obviously, Sandy Wright going for a world title as well, which is a great achievement. So, I'm with you, Sean. It's not a bad card at all, is it? No, like I said, solid seven out of ten. So you know, we'll, yeah, we'll see how it delivers on the. We'll see how it delivers on the night. But a solid seven out of ten uh, for this one. Uh, but there are also fights going on. Obviously, on the Javante Davis Ryan Garcia card, you've got David Morrell, the WBA super middleweight title, going in against Yamaguchi Falcao, who's twenty four and one. So this is another good step up for David Morrell, who continues his ascent to be crowned up at the top levels of the super middleweight division. Obviously, we saw a great super middleweight fight not too long ago, of course, and we're going to be looking forward to seeing whether Morell in the next year or two can be a natural successor should Canelo Alvarez decide to move along or decide to exit the boxing world. He certainly could be a future Canelo opponent if he sticks around for another few years. I think at this stage of his career, he's got the WBA super middleweight title. It's about solidifying himself as one of the top guys. Obviously, we've just seen a great fight between Benavides and Plant. David Morrell, Benavides would be a good shout in the future, but I think Benavides is obviously going to target Canelo now. So, you know, we've got some time for Morrell to continue on his ascension. He's only eight fights into his career going into his ninth fight so he's got another year or two yet before maybe that that big big fight comes calling he's still got age on his side as well at 25 so really there's there's no major major rush to to push him there until he's absolutely 100% ready to push forward so uh, definitely a fight that I would say to tune into on the DAZN card this weekend you've got Bektamir Merlukizov against Gabriel Rosado happening on that card Elijah Garcia you've got also Vitor Malinke Jr. also on that card so there's there's a few American fighters to certainly be tuning into on that card if you are staying up to watch the fights over the weekend I'd certainly advise to make sure you, you do tune in to them i'm genuinely genuinely excited for for this weekend because you know we've got some some big 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 fights happening and i think what we're going to see in the aftermath of this is is where these guys potentially move forward in the career and 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 where the likes of davis and garcia will go that's going to be the most interesting one because none of them have got the title as you say or a title in the division and it's certainly then puts them in with an argument to be the best in the division without even holding a title, which is quite strange to say. But I think you you think of the prospect of one of them two fighters facing the winner of Lopez versus Josh Taylor, and it gets you excited to think of the prospect of that. And I think that that's kind of where I'm looking at going forward in the future is, you know, these are the type of fights that I want to see these guys fight. I don't know whether they're going to move down 
to lightweight again after this fight or whether they're both going to stay up or whether one of them's going to move down again it really will change the landscape of, of, of their careers at this point and what's going to happen next for them but I am genuinely excited for the weekend Johnston there's some great fights isn't there there is, and it's nice. I mean, we we spoke about Javante Davis, Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney, and um, and Lopez many times about those four. Uh, I know Davis is obviously older than the three. You know, he's mostly twenty eight, late sort of late twenties, but um, still considered him. Yeah, I think he's been around for ages, but he's uh, still I still consider him quite like a young, exciting fighter, and 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 just to you know, we want to see those guys fight against each other. And Shakur Stevenson's the other one, was obviously in there. You know, those that crop of fighters in and around the same weight divisions could quite easily be the number one guys. And you want to see him fight. And this is really the first one. I mean, I know Haney has had the Loma the Loma fight. Um, he's having the Loma fight, and um, Haney obviously become um, undisputed. Lopez probably with the best win out of them all, but. I was saying that Davis's win in Santa Cruz was quite spectacular the way he knocked him out. But you want to see him fight each other. And this is really the first time we're actually going to get this chance. I would like to see Stevenson as well in and around this fight in the winner because he's a tremendous fighter. Haney, however he gets on against Loma. So, yeah, it's exciting times for these, that sort of crop of four, five fighters in particular. And I always envision them in my head fighting each other. And and hopefully this is the first one of many. And um, and it could that could make this generation... And these guys literally paved their way and cement their self in the history of boxing if they were to fight each other and, you know, win or lose, put in a great show, you can fight each other again, you know, and, that, and that's, what's, that's what it's all about. That's what we've looked at through the history of the sport. And uh, I just hope that this is the start of it because it is exciting. It really is. Yeah, when we could have our generation's version of the Fab Four, couldn't we? You know, exactly. you, you really could. I mean, and yeah. that, that's what's exciting about it. So let, let's see. This, this fight is the first one that's going to really transcend how the next couple of years go in the lightweight slash super lightweight division. It's exciting. The lower weight categories are the places to be in boxing at the moment. But that is it for this big fight preview. We've covered Davies versus Garcia. We've covered Rakimov versus Cordino. We've covered the undercard. That is it for the preview side of things. General housekeeping, as always, Please, please, please make sure you retweet, you like, you share on all the social media platforms. And please comment as well. Please drop a comment. If you've got any thoughts, feelings and opinions on any of the fights that we're previewing and covering, what you think is going to happen in them, how it's going to affect the landscape of the divisions, etc. Please drop a comment on there. We really do appreciate it when people interact on social media. It's great to have them conversations about what people think. Sometimes you will get the odd conversation with somebody and you just think, you really don't know boxing, but it's still interactions either way. So please do make sure you like, you share, you retweet, you do whatever you need to do on social to give us that level of support that we're always needing to continue to push the word of mouth out there about our shows. If you haven't heard any of our series-based content, please go and search for career profiles for Legendary Nights and for the darker side of boxing. Series-based content, historical content, completely different from these preview and reaction shows. Please do go and tune into what we do there. Finally, I thank you to the patrons of this podcast for subscribing through Patreon. You have access to all of our Patreon-only content, which includes Boxing Through the Decades. It includes the greatest super middleweights of all time. It includes some of the greatest promoters of all time. Just different individual episodes that we've done over the past couple of years, which we've not generally released to everybody else. So please, 
if you've got an opportunity to go and have a look and potentially subscribe and support us, you can do that by checking us out at patreon.com forward slash BTR Boxing Podcast. That is it for this episode. We're really looking forward to the fights. Please make sure you tune in, you like, you retweet, you subscribe, you share, you do all the necessaries. Enjoy the fights and we will be back next week for our reaction show. Podcast Network.